you know, it's sometimes easy to think like, why me? Like, what is, what is happening? Like, why is this happening? And why is it happening to me? Because I don't feel like I'm a bad person and I know I'm not a bad nurse. And I, I know that I'm doing all these things for good reasons, but I'm meeting resistance. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of flip over to the other side after a little, you know, bike ride where you're like, I'm supposed to do this. I'm raising a little girl. Like I want her to have a voice. I want her to speak up. I want her to know that when she feels like something's wrong, just because somebody above her is saying, do it. Mm -hmm. You know, I want her to, to see me say, no, wait, like, hold on. And not to buck a system or not to, you know, fight the man, (laughs) but just to know that your, your thoughts are valid and that you, people might try to quiet you down, but sometimes you just, it comes with a risk. Like I said, I could technically lose my job or I feel very targeted at this point. So that's a risk. So I will just continue to try to do what's right. Like I will speak with HR on Monday. I told my boss that I'm speaking with HR if that's good or bad, I'm not sure <laughs> what will come of it. I'm not sure. But at the end of the night, I have to be able to look at myself in the mirror and sleep or at least try to sleep with positive thoughts, you know, mm-hmm. in my mind. And even Riley, like I want him to know that, you know, sometimes there are rules, but some of them are meant to be questioned and sometimes change takes some noise. So you know, in a more dramatic version of like, you know, be be loud and create, you know, noise and ask questions and maybe spark some change. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, that's what I'm hoping for is that they do sit down and say, hey, we looked at the protocol. We thought about what you're saying and it makes sense to all of us. So we're going to change it. Mm-hmm. And maybe before the ink actually gets on the white piece of paper, they'll realize that we are human beings and those are human beings that are our patients that have family and loved ones and we should do even if it's a little bit more a little bit more to protect them so do you have any like words of encouragement or words of wisdom that you would want to share if you have thoughts share them they're not always going to be right I mean who knows even at this point if I'm right I don't know but if you you still have a voice and there's lots of things that change every day in nursing. So continue to do that. And even as a human being, I mean, there's the world is ever changing. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes we, it was interesting because I was thinking about as a kid, you know, as a kid, you just have as our babies, we see them and they just say whatever they, yeah. whatever they feel, whatever they think is right without a filter. Mm-hmm. And then as you grow up, I don't know if it's a mixture of, you know, thinking that you should be quiet or, you know, sit down and raise your hand or, you know, you don't cause trouble. So you almost put a filter on yourself or some of us do. And I know I do. And so, Mm -hmm. and then as you get older, you kind of lose that filter again. Yeah. So maybe feel free to lose your filter a little sooner. Do you ever feel like you are the only one living a life that is too hard to handle? Welcome to the In Raw Life podcast, where we're going to talk about real life in its raw form. Each week, we'll dive into the stuff that nobody really likes to talk about because it's uncomfortable, painful, a little awkward, or just weird. 
We want to normalize all of that and help you realize that you can live out your dream even in life's messiness. I'm Sierra. And I'm Jessica. And we're living our dream lives in real life, in raw life. Welcome back to the In Raw Life podcast. We are so excited that you're here with us today. We actually haven't recorded in a little while, so it's exciting to be back at it. And before we get into some of the other things or the main part of the episode, we want to remind you that we love having you here. And if you love being here and listening to us, please rate, review, and subscribe. You can give us a rating wherever you're listening to, subscribe, follow, share us so that everybody out there, including the podcast platforms, know that we are worth listening to and to put us out there to more people. And if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Instagram at inrawlife.co. Today, we're talking about something pretty special and pretty important, and it was inspired by Nikki, who we had on our interviews from quarantine episode last year. And Way back when. you heard from her already, and it's just exciting that one of our community inspired us to do some more research on this topic, talk about it, and then therefore, I know at least for me, use it more in my own life. Uh, can I just can I just like cut in real quick? Not only is like not only did Nikki inspire this, but she's a super active member of our community, and that's what we love. So if you have not yet joined our Facebook community, check it out. It's Empowered Unstoppable Women on Facebook, and feel free to. Say what you're feeling. If you're having a good day, share about it. We want to hear. If you're having a bad day, tell us. We want to give you a virtual hug and tell you that you're going to make it through. I know like people come in the group and ask for support. They ask questions to uh, advice. Like whatever you're, whatever's in your mind, Empowered Unstoppable Women is a place to get it off your chest and to feel supported. Even if we don't all agree all the time, we definitely are there to support no matter what your beliefs are, no matter what you're going through, we are there to support you. And Nikki, I think, is the one that takes the most advantage of that. So if you're not taking advantage Mm -hmm. of that yet or if you're in the group and not not sharing, feel free because we love talking to you. We love supporting you. And we love when the community gathers around to support one another. So – That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Well, while you're talking, can you give us your reality check for this week? While I'm babbling on. (laughs) Sure. The reality check for this month. I feel like it's been so long. My reality is that I just spent a month moving. (laughs) And as soon as I started to settle in, I met my mom in Georgia because she thought that I would never see her again when I left Florida. And this is me saying, I will see you again. So I drove for 12 hours alone with two boys and made it. And I'm really glad I did because the mountains are just my happy place. So I feel a mixture of completely unsettled and exactly where I need to be at the same time. Hmm. (laughs) Because I love it here, but I also am excited to get home and like just be still and not travel again for, mm-hmm. I think, two months. Mm-hmm. I think our next yeah. travel isn't for two months. So I'm, I'm excited for that. I know. I love going places so much, but then sometimes when you're constantly going, you're like, I just I just want to not. I just want to rest. <laughs> I just want to be still. And Arrow's like, um, can we go home? I'm like, yeah. Aww. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> we can go home and we can stay there until you're so bored you're ready to go again. But 
Anyway, um, but that's my reality. What's yours? Uh, so mine is interesting and layered and quick at the same time. So okay. it has been a difficult week in our house. It's just there's been lots of emotions and – I'm going to explain first why I'm not going to delve super into it, and it's because of Brene Brown, who I love, researcher, storyteller, doctor, whatever she is, and everybody knows her by. Um, but I've been—I listened to a book of hers recently, and then I'm reading another one for work right now. And she talks about because she's big on vulnerability and shame, and she talks about how we don't want to teach on things or discuss things when we're still in the thick of it. Because we were not able to come from like, you know, like the omniscient place of understanding it yet. But at the same time, just like she shares all the time that she struggles with vulnerability, even though she teaches people that they need to be vulnerable and how to be vulnerable, she still struggles mm-hmm. doing what she teaches. And that's kind of what, what we do with our reality checks are like saying, hey, we're not perfect. Our life is not perfect. Um so yeah, it's just it's been a difficult week. There's been lots of emotions in the household and I personally am struggling and I feel like it's it might be slightly based in me not being in the right headspace and I might be like creating it, which is hard. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of dealing with that right now and my my personal emotions especially are like all over the place and I I don't have a handle on them and I don't know what to do about them, but I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like, so today has been really good because I listened to one of our other episodes because I needed to do something with it. And that kind of put me in a better positive headspace. And then for work, I'm looking up inspirational quotes for her project. So I'm reading, nice. like that's one of my favorite things to do and I'm reading all of them. So that's helping as well. And then knowing that we get to record and it's a really cool episode topic. So it's going to be putting me in a good headspace today, but I still have lots to to figure out. Sorry so, for being so like cryptic, but I don't I don't want to Are you being cryptic personally or because of what Brené Brown said? Because I don't think that I'm in the place to fully share what it's about one because we never want to like air dirty laundry on here and Okay, yes. And two because I'm not in a place to to help others with it. Okay. So, so it wouldn't be helpful. The first one, dirty laundry, I completely agree. Like, don't air your dirty laundry. But the second one, that completely neg- negates the whole point of the reality check, which is to say that, like, the episode is about helping other people. Reality is to say, like, we don't always have it together. And sometimes we're going through hard stuff where we can't be of help because we have to figure our own stuff out. And that's okay because we all can't be perfect. Like, nobody can be perfect. So well, yeah, that, that's what I'm sharing, that I'm going through it right now, but I'm not right. going but to – but I'm sh- saying – Yeah. You can't share – like in the reality, you can't give your advice. Like if anything, we help each other. Like I help mm. you and you help me and that's the advice part. But the part of sharing is the part saying like I'm weak and I can't fix this. I am in the thick of it. And that's I think the vulnerable raw aspect of it that is so important and that's why we do the reality is to say sometimes we're in the thick of things. And it's just hard. And so I don't think you should ever feel like you have to bring advice or bring your resolution to the table. Like bring your raw, this part sucks to the table because that's 
Like, that's what this is about. And if if it's to air stuff, like, no. Like, that's what I was saying. If it's personal, like, if you don't want yeah. to say, like, well, Jed's feet smell and I'm sick of it, like, <laughs> that's my <laughs> That I would totally say. I know. But I think I I'm did. saying – if it's something like like that you don't want to share, that's one thing. But if it's you don't want to share it because you don't have the own your own advice to get over it, like don't feel like you need your don't need you don't need advice for your own issue in the moment. That's the whole point. Well, it's no, it's, say, it's it's not necessarily I'm having a hard time. The advice part. It's the I haven't. I can share that I'm in the thick of it, but I can't share what it's about until I have my own handle on it because I don't think that would be healthy for me or oh, anyone. That makes sense. I that I understand. That's the idea. Got it. Well, when you uh, get your handle, keep us updated. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but today's episode is all about standing up for yourself. And this is definitely something that I've struggled with my whole life. And I've only very recently probably implemented it (laughs) to be better at it. And it's... It's def- I mean, it's a huge vulnerability to stand up for yourself and what you believe in. Mm-hmm. It's putting yourself yeah. out there with zero safety net. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other aspect about standing up for yourself, which I don't think – part of Nikki's interview that we didn't air was her standing up for herself in a work situation where the work – like her higher ups were being unfair and not treating her fairly. And so like the natural, the go-to is to be like, oh, okay, well, my boss said, so I'm going to just give in to that. But in some cases, the rules, you know, like I know you and I are both very rulesy people, but there are some rules, like some rules that are meant to be broken, but there are some rules that are just unfair and it's not even that they're meant to be broken. It's that they shouldn't have even existed. I wouldn't even use the word fair, but that, need to be questioned. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a I don't think even Nikki's situation was a a fairness issue. I think it was a she realized this is not the right thing and I in myself feel like this is not the right thing for my, not only myself but m- countless other people and therefore mm-hmm. I need to speak up about this. It's not fairness or anything like that. It's this isn't right and I I can't just sit back and keep quiet. What, what do you, what would you define fair as? I think fair is like talking about like you know being even or equal. Oh, or, like equality. I don't know. When I hear this isn't fair, it like sparks the the victim mentality in me. Got it. I see what you're saying. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. For it wasn't. Hmm. I've never thought of fair that way. It wasn't <laughs> the right situation. It wasn't mm-hmm. a good rule. Yeah. It's a bad rule. And sometimes that's subjective and people are allowed to think differently. Like in this case, it was something that really could harmfully affect many other people's health. In mm-hmm. other situations, in work situations, it could just be a, this person thinks it's the the right way to go about it. And I think differently and I'm going to voice my opinion and we can have a discussion about it versus me just shrinking back and saying, okay, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that – what the second part of what you just said makes me think um, of all of my friends that are introverts because they'll all say – well, not all of them, but 
um, a few of them have said to me like, oh, it's an extrovert world. Like it's really hard to be an extrovert, an introvert in an extrovert's world. And in a work situation, it is, I think, extremely hard to be introverted because the, you know, the ideal work environment has everyone collaborating and brainstorming and always in in pods and conferences and doing all this stuff together where for me, if you want me to be successful, that's exactly where I need to be. Put me in the center of the pod with the top thinkers and let's all mm-hmm. collaborate and think and brainstorm yeah. and I'm going to skyrocket. But for an introvert, that's the opposite. Give them the idea, collaborate in the pod and then let them go and have space. Maybe let them work on it at home so that they can – come up with their best ideas when they're alone because mm-hmm. that's what introverts do. And so again, like I could stand up for myself and say, hey, I want to be around people more often, which is not really something I'd have to do because most people, that's the norm. But an introvert would need to stand up for herself and say, hey, I need to, Excuse I need to step back. Mm-hmm. I need to have a moment alone so I can make this stronger. And it's because the norm is for everyone to get together that's going to be weird for someone. It doesn't mean it's right or wrong. It just means for this particular person, alone time is what will make the company thrive, is what will bring more success. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's so important to know what – I think a huge part of standing up for yourself is knowing what is good for you, even if it's not good for most of the people around you or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then also being able to accept that when you stand up for yourself – you might not get the exact outcome that you are wanting, but in the end, you're getting the outcome of you stay true to yourself. And that is going to be the best outcome in the end. And even if what you wanted doesn't come through, the fact that you stood up for yourself inspires the other people who do feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Because same situation, introverts in an extrovert's world, it's common that everyone in the workplace – feel like is putting on a show of like we have to be together we have to collaborate because that's what you're supposed to do but I'm sure if you're an introvert and you think you're the only introvert I'm sure you're not because there's other people that are just afraid to speak up for themselves too who would also like it so if you're standing up for yourself it gives that it gives a voice to people who are not at Mm -hmm. a place where they feel strong enough to stand up for themselves yeah I had watched a TED talk on mm-hmm. how to speak up for yourself. Mm-hmm. And it was it was done by Adam Galinsky. And he kind of talks about it depends on the pow- like the amount of power that you have in any situation. So like whether it's at work or at home, like your amount of power that you have or feel you have is gonna be how much you feel you can speak for yourself or not. So like at work, if you feel – if you're like in a lower power, you don't speak up for yourself. You kind of shrink back and go and notice and just go along with the flow. But like say if you're the boss at work, you have a lot of power and you're going to speak your mind and speak up for yourself constantly. So it's kind of mm-hmm. figuring that out. Um, but does to- he say that you should match where – like what your level of power is or that you should feel – encouraged even if your power level is lower well he he talks about when you advocate for others you expand your own power range so like he talks about how to expand your power range because that's how he what term he uses um so like speaking up for others like the mama bear effect you can kind of discover your own voice when you're advocating for others and then you 
open up that power range so that you are one of the more powerful and you feel more confident to speak up for yourself more often. Yeah, I definitely think confidence breeds more confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, like yesterday I was helping a friend negotiate a new salary mm-hmm. and she was like so nervous to do it. And she's like, what if I lose my job? And I'm like, I don't – like lose the job she was going for. Uh-huh. I'm like I really don't think you're going to lose it. I feel like you got to at least try. And she was super nervous and I didn't know if she would do it or not. But she did. She like – she asked for a certain number. They backed down. And she stood to it. She didn't even negotiate. She didn't say, like, let's meet in the middle. She's like, I need this. And they went for it. And they gave mm-hmm. it to her. And, I, and she was, like, on cloud nine. And I'm like, that is your first confidence step. Like, mm-hmm. when you get to have that first confidence step, it equips you to, like, yeah. do it again next time. Because you know it it works. It does work. If you just put on that, like, if you drink your cup of confidence milk. <laughs> and, and put on your big girl panties. Scene, uh-huh. Yeah, it's just you've got the power to to do it. And I think once you once you take that confident step, like it feels good. It makes your heart race and you're like, okay, I got this. Mm-hmm. And so then it's the next time it's easier and easier until finally your confidence is through the roof and you're standing up for yourself and all of those around you. So yeah. take that first step. It'll make the rest of the steps a lot easier. Also, it's funny talking about this and together because – so my personality is – I am a natural leader, but in the case when there are not other natural leaders around, especially. So, like, if there's another leader taking charge, I'm most likely going to just let them go for it. Unless Mm -hmm. there's something I feel really passionate about and I'll speak up about. But usually, I'll go with it. If there's no other leaders around, I I kind of naturally take charge and, and go with that. So, like, between the two of us, I feel like you're the... You're also a natural leader, so we I usually kind of defer to you in the past, but recently, and especially because we're working on ourselves and talking about each other, like how you know like what we need from each other, I feel like I've stood my ground more than I used to on like I mean they're it's silly things in the long run, but no. I've, but like I've you know spoken up more often, and it is it's once you start doing it, you're like, oh, first of all, that person is not angry and it worked out in the end because mm-hmm. we got our cards on the table and we got it figured out. And I mean, you probably respect me more for speaking my mind more. So it's better. Mm-hmm. And if the other person is not responding kindly or not respecting you more, then it's probably not a situation you need to be in. Right. Yeah. I mean, I fully, oh, I fully agree with that because, well, I think There's two aspects to that. So like for me personally, I would rather you come and stand up for yourself so that way I know where to go. Because Mm -hmm. like, I mean, as much as I take charge and do my thing, I am a like there is a people-pleasing part of me that wants to make sure everyone around me is happy and not that I'm going to – like not in an unhealthy way, like in a healthy way. Like I want to assure that the people around me are enjoying themselves and on like on their own path to success. And so – if I don't – if you don't tell me what you're feeling, I'm just going to assume that you're good and I'm mm-hmm. going to keep going forward. Yeah. But if you tell me how you're feeling, then I know how to react and I can adjust, which I'd rather do. I'd rather adjust to your needs and find a compromise, not bend, but compromise. Mm-hmm. And I think that's – you're never going to find a compromise if you don't – if one party is not speaking up for oh, themselves. Yeah. But on the flip side, if one party does stand up for themselves and one party rejects or attacks that – 
It may not be a situation you can get out of necessarily. It could be like your husband or your parent, but there is a way to set up boundaries in that case. And mm-hmm. that would be a whole other episode, but <laughs> I know. I feel like we do need a boundaries episode. Yeah, we probably do. It's a big thing. Um, but then, yeah, in that case, you'd need to explore like how can I still stand for what's right or I guess like even in, in Nikki's situation, she stood up for herself. She didn't get what she wanted. But she was able to rest assured with the fact that she stood up with her se- for herself. She kept her cool, mm-hmm. and she like she maintained, and she knows that she did what was best for her, the best that she could for herself in that situation. Mm-hmm. And that's and the be best. Proud of that. Yeah, that's the best way to not have regrets. Is knowing that you did what you felt was right, and you did everything that you could, and mm-hmm. no matter how it plays out, you can't be mad at that because you did what you could. I have some some ways to help you stand oh, up. Oh, I had I had ten powerful ways. Oh, did you get it from success.com? I sure did. <laughs> I don't like all of them though. I highlighted what I liked. Okay, well then let's go through it. Okay. So this is from success.com, ten powerful ways to stand up for yourself in any situation by Deep Patel. So the first one is something that we've been talking about this entire episode, mm-hmm. which is practice being transparent and authentic. So again, like just like back to Jessica's reality check with Brene Brown, vulnerability is so important. And especially, I think sometimes it comes down to being vulnerable with yourself, mm-hmm. just being able to see and tell yourself like, yes, this is something that's important to me and it's okay to feel this way. And maybe the person in your house like maybe you can't be vulnerable with everyone in your household. I've I've been in that situation before and and that's a learning curve where you're like, okay, I can't quite tell them these things because they take it the wrong way and it becomes a fight. But if you can start to become vulnerable with yourself, find somebody else that you can be authentic with, that you gain an understanding for who you are and that equips you to have a voice to know like okay this is something that's true to my core I should stand up for it or you know I used to think I didn't like this but maybe it's actually not that big of a deal to me and I don't have to be so aggressive about it right now so Mm -hmm. I think it works either way um yeah one of the things that he said in it was once you get into the habit of making yourself heard without being without being overly accommodating or defensive people will be more open to hearing you Mm-hmm. Now, what, something that you said, and I don't want to delve into it right now, but it's an interesting topic, was like you're saying in your household, if you realize that you can't be vulnerable in a certain way, for me, I feel the opposite. I'm like, what I should be able to be completely myself and talk about anything. I feel like I should be able to be vulnerable. Like if the people are in my household, those are the closest people to me in my life. I should be able to talk to them. I should be able to be completely vulnerable with them. I don't mean like a husband situation, a husband or a spouse oh, situation. Okay, okay. I mean like a parent or roommate situation. Okay. Okay. Never yeah. mind. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Moving Number on. two. I don't like the next one. Oh. I think it's dumb. <laughs> well, you, but you, you said this one. I think you're just not understanding it. Take small but powerful steps. <laughs> oh, I guess I did. <laughs> I just feel like that's, that's what you said. I feel like like that's you, 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 always... you take that one little step of even if figuring out, you know, oh, okay. standing up for yourself of where you're going to go eat dinner with a group of people. Like, hey, I want my voice to be heard. I really don't like that place. That's a tiny yes. little step for standing up for yourself. 
And then you can build upon that and do the next yeah. time that you want your voice to be heard or whatever it is. So, oh, this is a good one. Can I do number three? Well, I just, yeah, I figured we'd go back and forth. Okay, good. <laughs> but I wanted to stand up for myself and tell you that I really oh, I, do Oh, I heard it. <laughs> okay. Number three is when someone attacks, wait them out. So I really like this one because I've learned to do this in my old age. Mm-hmm. And I love it because it's just like, it's kind of, this sounds awful. <laughs> it's kind of a power play. Mm-hmm. But it is. If somebody is being a raging a hole, a hole. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I didn't know where to go, what word to use. So it came out with a strange accent, asshole. If someone's being a raging asshole, you just, if you don't meet them, Mm-mm. and it's amazing what can happen because if they're being that way, it's because whatever, maybe they're just hungry or maybe they're just a, a nasty person at their core. Either way, if you don't meet them, then you're not like you're not becoming that nasty level. Instead, you're just staying to where you are. And it's hard at first because like they're just going, going, going. But if you if you just take a few deep breaths and let them go and go and just remain calm, first of all, it drives them crazy because they're like, Why aren't why am I not getting to you? Mm-hmm. My mom used to say, like, meet them with a smile, because I used to get bullied in middle school. Mm-hmm. Naturally. This is why I love this one, because it talks about getting bullied. Um, anyway, when when I used to get bullied, she's like, just gr- meet him with a smile. And I was like, how can I smile? Like, all I want to do is cry. And she's like, if you smile, then it they're It takes like, away their power. Yeah. They're, they're like, mm-hmm. what's wrong with what's what's wrong with her? Doesn't she know? And so like, my mom does that when driving sometimes. If people are mad and have road rage, she'll just smile. <laughs> I can see her doing that. This one's like dealing with a toddler. Yelling back at them mm-hmm. is just going to amplify whatever's going on. Yes. Or, you know, if they're crying, or it's just going to amplify it. You got to meet mm-hmm. them with calm. And either the person will come back to you if finally, eventually with calm, or they'll just leave you the heck alone. Yeah. I mean, and it's true. Like when, someone, when you're acting like a raging idiot, you are just acting like a toddler. You're letting your mm-hmm. emotions take the best of you. And, and you're just spewing whatever thoughts come to your head. But if you take the like the calmer route, then first of all, yeah, like they're hopefully they'll meet you with where you're at. But either way, you're able to analyze yourself a lot more. You're able to see mm-hmm. like, why am I feeling this way? Do I agree with them? And you don't just spit out your defense. Instead, you're able to think logically or maybe even say like, I'll come back to this tomorrow after I've sat with it for a little bit. And that way you're not just going to say like, yeah, well, I hate you anyway or I wish – you're duck died. I don't know why you would say that. That's ridiculous. But that's what happens when you're fighting. You start to say weird things. Yeah. I once I... told Jay that his cars were stupid and he got so <laughs> mad at that. You hit him in the heart. <laughs> I just went straight for the heart. You like, did. Yeah. I have, I have someone in particular who I j- often disagree with. And I always ha- – and I've gotten very good at it. Because if, if whenever I would come back with something, like right off the rip, it never went well. It just escalated. But when I mm-hmm. gave myself a minute or and came back calmly, they might have still mm-hmm. come back with something crazy. And after like two or three calm responses, if it kept being crazy, I just left it alone then. Mm-hmm. And they eventually tire themselves yeah. out like a crying baby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> number four. <laughs> Figure out what's really bothering you. 
So this is something that we love doing on this podcast is getting very self-aware and very introspective and think, you know what, maybe something's going on inside of me that's, you know, stopping me from, from being able to stand up for myself or being able to say something. So let me take a minute and think, hmm, what's going on inside that's stopping me or why I'm feeling this way that I need to stand up for myself and make sure that like what's going on. And then you're able to speak up really properly because you can, people can't read your mind is what he says. So if you're not vocalizing what's actually really going on, then nothing's going to come of it or not what you want. Yeah, that's what we were talking about earlier. If once I knew what you were thinking, we could fix it. Yep. Number five is clarify first without attacking. So it is similar to three, like stay calm, but it's also like clarifying the point because a lot of Mm -hmm. times if a fight arises, this is more like fighting, but if something, if a disagreement arises, like you want to make sure that you, like both parties understand where you're coming from. So if you're like, hey, I'm trying to be able to work from home and they're like, ah, you're a selfish jerk. You're just going to be sitting on Netflix pretending to work. And you're like, actually, I work better where it's quiet. Like you have to come to like a clarification point. Make sure that they actually understand you and make sure that you actually understand them because maybe you don't understand. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're not saying like, hey, you're a jerk that's going to watch Netflix. Maybe they're saying, hey, there's uh, like – I don't know. We got sued once. This is a real life situation for my work. We got sued once by somebody who worked from home and got hurt in the kitchen and said <laughs> and claimed, what is it that you, when you get hurt at work, what is that called? Workers comp. Yeah. Claimed workers comp because they got hurt at their at their kitchen. So, you know, like, again, I think that's ridiculous and maybe there's other ways around it. But once you understand that, then you're able to say, okay, here's the contract I will sign to promise not mm-hmm. to claim workers comp when I cut my finger off yeah. making my own sandwich at lunch. Like it's ridiculous. So yeah. anyway, coming to understand both sides is huge for any disagreement, whether you're standing up for yourself or not. And the without attacking part, there should yes. be no attacking going on. Yeah, because when you're calm, you can understand each other a lot better. Yeah. Number six, we already kind of discussed, but practice makes perfect. So once you start getting the hang of what it means and what it feels like to stand up for yourself and maybe even like what the actual feeling inside of, ooh, this is a a time where I need to stand up for myself, then you'll start doing it more often and ta-da, magic. Number seven is be deliberate which I also love because as a 20-year-old in college, I wrote a lot of passive-aggressive notes to my roommates Mm. (laughs) and it got nothing done but make people more upset. Mm. So instead, if you're deliberate and you come forward and you're like, here, this this is the problem, this is the situation. Don't like throw attacks in there. Don't tell them their car is stupid just because you're mad at them. Instead, talk about the actual facts of what's going on, not the emotions behind it. Deliberately, intentionally... State your point, and then you'll get a lot further. Being accusing or attacking or offensive or def- defensive, like it's it's never going to get a good outcome for anybody. Being able to stay calm and know exactly what you want to say to them and just, like, yeah, vulnerable and honest is going to get the best outcome. Number eight, stand up for your time. I'm so glad you got this one. <laughs> it's perfect. Um, well, this is kind of related to boundaries. Yeah, he's he's saying 
you are in control of your own time and you know when it's okay to say yes to something because you have the time for it or you believe that that's important use of your time and knowing when it's time to say no to something because it's not something you might even have the time for it, but it's not something that's useful to spend your personal time on. And that's just setting the boundaries with people and, and being honest with them. And because if you say yes, when you don't want to say yes, it just stresses you out and you're, it's not going to, again, it's not going to have a good outcome. Nothing good is going to come from and it. And you're not going to be giving your all if you're mad yeah. that you said yes. Yeah. Then you're just going to be a passive aggressively anyway. writing this copywriting or, <laughs> or making this dinner or whatever it is. Um, side note, do you have a hard time knowing what you should and shouldn't say yes to? Well, yes, Jessica and what? I can help you out with that. <laughs> we have, as one of our mini courses in the Life and Balance program, we have The Power of No, where Jessica helps you embody your inner no and actually say it. And then we have The Power of Yes, where I help you find out what things you should say yes to. So you have an understanding of Maybe – because maybe it's hard. You're like, yeah, everybody mm-hmm. says it's okay to say no, but what should I actually say no to versus what should I say yes to? And I help flesh that out based on your life, your priority, your list of things that you need to get done. I can help pinpoint that. And Jessica gives you the strength to say no to all of the rest. So if you'd like that as well as a balanced schedule, some more time and energy to your day, and saying goodbye to overwhelm, Go to inrawlife.com, click on Life and Balance, hit purchase, and Jessica and I will work one-on-one with you to help you out. Ta-da! Shoosh! <laughs> That's the swoosh noise for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, swoosh. you're next. Oh, me. Okay. Number nine, recognize that no one can invalidate you. I love this one so much because – Just like we've said this a few times, even if you don't get what you wanted by standing up for yourself, you can still have the confidence of knowing that you you took the steps you needed to, you stayed true to who you are, and sorry, I'm kind of twisting it a little bit, but I'll get back to it. I will. (laughs) Um, So yeah, you stayed true to who you are and your, your emotions are valid. But, of course, when you stand up for yourself, it comes with this, like, oh, my gosh, was that smart? Was that a dumb decision? Especially if nobody, like, if they say no, if you stand up for yourself and they, and it's met with a no, instantly you're like, oh, that was so stupid. I was so stupid. How could I do that? But that's not the case at all whatsoever. The truth is your feelings are valid. Even if you're the only person in the entire huge world that feels that way, it doesn't make it wrong to you because you have emotions and feelings that have backed that. Even like what Jessica was talking about before, like figure out like the root cause of, right? Wasn't that one of your points? Mm -hmm. Um, Oh yeah. No, figure out what's really bothering you. Something is going on in you that's making this important to you. Maybe you're like, maybe at the end of the day, at the end of your life, you'll be like, oh, well, that wasn't actually the best choice. But it doesn't mean that it's invalid still because it it means that in this moment, whatever You're like all of the situations that are surrounding you are making you feel this way and that's okay. It's, it's good to acknowledge your feelings. And then once you acknowledge it, then you can breathe more life into it to see like, is this that important to me? Should I be focusing on this? But no matter what, never say that your feelings or emotions or opinions on it 
are wrong, mm-hmm. analyze it, see where you're coming from, and validate your feelings. And then that will help you proceed to like the next steps. Yeah. I hate number 10. I don't. I, I don't knew that you were going to say I hate number 10, but I have a counter argument. So, number 10. No, it's the worst. No, 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 no. You need to listen. I'll listen. <laughs> number 10 says, fake it till you make it. Now, this is such so an overused term. And just today, because I don't agree with fake it till you make it necessarily, as, as it sounds. But just today, in my work of looking up quotes for work, I found the quote from Amy Cuddy, which says, don't fake it till you make it, fake it till you become it. Because that's the real intention behind it. And he even says here, it takes time to grow comfortable with being assertive. So while you're in the learning stages, it can help to imagine that you're already the person that you want to be. So it's not necessarily faking it. And we even, I was just listening to, I think it was our, our April Fool's Day episode, the princess one talking about, you know, taking on this different persona helps you mm-hmm. to become that persona that you want to be. Mm-hmm. So that's – I don't think that's faking. That's – I don't – I hate the word that's, fake. That's like why if it's – If it wasn't the word fake, I'd be okay with it, sort of. Well, I mean, faking is, you know, acting. Acting is technically faking because you're not, not it. But it's not fake. It's, it's embodying something different. It's trying – it's like tapping into a side of you that's real. So it's not fake. Like, I really have an inner British persona that come, that I can bring out. She's not fake. She is real. Maybe she's not a real person, but she's not a fake person. She's imaginative. She's creative. But I think the word fake invalidates so much, and that's why I'm very, very adamant against it. Well, you and I I often disagree on the connotations of words, and that's okay. And, I I mean, different words bring out different things in different people. And for me, as I've gotten older, I like to take the stance on it's just a word. Like it doesn't have to it have has the power. It does to have power, but it doesn't have to. to it, it can have different meanings to different people. But what if the person that hears it is a person that thinks of the word fake like me, and then they think the only way I can be confident is to pretend to be somebody I'm not? When that's not really what it is. The real thing is to embody the inner confident person inside of you, even though it's scary, even though it's like it feels like a risk. You like you bring out you you resurrect this tiny tiny bit of real life inside of you as much as you can until it becomes more real and it becomes comfortable. Like with affirmations, I don't think you fake the affirmations, even if you don't believe you're beautiful and you're saying I am beautiful. It's not fake. It's it's speaking to life something that does exist inside of you, but you just haven't Wait, believed it. It's yet. acting on something that you don't believe yet, or you barely believe yet. Yeah. But I don't think it's fake because I think you really are beautiful. You know? Oh, thanks. <laughs> anyway, so those are the 10, which I didn't think we'd go through 10, but I like that we both saw it so that way uh-huh. you could well, go obviously through the things that I didn't like. It was the right thing to do. I think we did it again. I think we are there. Thanks for listening once again. We are super grateful that you keep coming back. And um, we want to encourage you to stand up for yourself because your voice matters. It doesn't matter who you are or how small you feel. If you need more encouragement, go back to Horton Hears a Who. A person's a person no matter how small. (laughs) Um, 
And speaking of feeling small versus feeling big and strong, we want to know what strength means to you. So send us a clip of what strength means to podcast at inrawlife.com. And remember, as I said at the beginning of the episode, please rate, review, and subscribe so that we can grow and get into more beautiful ears. Also, you can find us on Instagram at inrawlife.co, and you can share us from anywhere that you are listening and share us on Instagram, share us wherever you want to share us. Until next week, I hope that you take at least one tiny little step towards being more confident and standing up for yourself. I hope you don't fake it, but are vulnerable and authentic in who you are, even if it's a tiny, tiny little bit of you right now. And if you need help, just go to the store and get some confidence milk. Bye. I don't know if you've noticed, but your microphone matches my sweater so perfectly. I still can't see you, Sierra. Now, the question is, should we ask her permission or should we just surprise her? You can't? I'm here. Ugh, dinks. Gam likely. I've been watching this pattern the whole time and you're on top of me, so it's like in the same place. All these hairballs. <laughs>